didgeridoo means it's time for the Australian News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McHaren from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, 3rd of August, 2015. Well, day, folks, and welcome to the Australia Desk for episode 362. Well, Grant, I think it's going to be mostly military this week, which should make David very, very happy. So let's talk first about, uh, well, there's a lot of first-in-types this week. So let's talk about the first-in-type of a Boeing product, which, well, wasn't originally a Boeing product, but now it is a new Hornet coming to a RAF near you, Grant. That's right, mate. The uh, first EA-18G Growler electronic attack aircraft for the RAF has been officially rolled out in St. Louis. Uh, did already have its first flight back in July 13th, but now this is the formal presentation. And uh, former uh, Chief of Air Force Air Marshal Jeff Brown was there to uh, you know accept the keys, as they say. And uh, yeah, looking very, very good. Uh, a couple of friends of ours were over there taking photos and writing articles about it. And uh, very impressive looking uh, fit out on this thing. We're going to have a whole squadron of uh, 12 of these aircraft, and uh, it's going to be a a definite boost to what we can do here. So between the E7A Wedgetail AWACS up above, the AEW&C, and the uh, jamming capabilities of the Growler, uh, it's really putting a lot of power into the uh, Australian Air Force. Yeah, now this is the uh, the first of type. Now, the second of type has also made its first flight, according to this article we read here in australianaviation.com.au. And uh, once all 12 aircraft are ready to go, uh, they're all going to be ferried here at once, apparently, and they'll be here in about 2017, sometime during that year. So a little while away until uh, they uh, come online here with the, with the Air Force, at least in this part of the world. In the meantime, crews, I guess, will be doing a lot of training with the United States Navy so they can get up to speed on how to use them. Grant, but uh, speaking of another Boeing product that's already, well, I was going to say widely in use, but so somewhat in use with the uh, with the US Navy, the P-8 Poseidon. Well, it looks like the first one of uh, our Poseidons is uh, well down the uh, production line now. It certainly is, mate. And this is a real Boeing product being the uh, Poseidon, a modification of the 737, uses the uh, Boeing business jet uh, fuselage with the, uh, I believe it's the 900 wings. So a 700 size fuselage with a Dash 900 wings gives it lots of uh, great range, endurance, loitering, things like that. And uh, yeah, we, it looks like we're going to have its first flight in mid-2016. So uh, Aussie 01, as they're calling it, should be uh, out and uh, doing its trials and so on. And uh, that's probably going to be delivered in early 2017. Now, interestingly, uh, the uh, the Boeing has so far have delivered 27 of these uh, aircraft to the US Navy out of a requirement for 117. So once again, it dwarfs Australia's procurement because we're buying eight of these aircraft, but that'll be plenty. That's all we need. Yeah, well, between eight of them and a few Tritons doing the uh, broad area maritime surveillance kind of role, then, uh, yeah, it's it's going to really um, multiply those eight out to be the equivalent of something like 12 to 20, I think, the way they're going to talk about using them. Yes. Now, Grant, uh, let's move on for another first of type. Now, this one, well, now, this one's being operated by Boeing for our military, for the Navy in this case, but, well, it's not Boeing product. In fact, it's an Airbus helicopters product Grant, I'm confused. Explain this one to me. Okay, mate. Well, Boeing put together the uh, the package for training helicopter pilots. It's the uh, the ADF put out the uh, helicopter aircrew training system, or AKA HATS. And uh, it's not just for the Navy; it's also for the Army. And uh, the idea is that they uh, they're going to do um, helicopter training down at HMAS Albatross and Nowra, just south of Sydney. And uh, Boeing put together the whole package. They're going to run it, and they selected the Airbus Helicopters X Eurocopter EC135 T2 Plus helicopter as the um, the aircraft to do the training in. So. 
all this Boeing versus Airbus crap, I think we could just throw it all away and get on with reality because every Airbus that comes out has a lot of American products in it and every Boeing that comes out has a lot of European products in it. And let's just face facts, it's a global construction area and it's one thinks one way, one thinks the other and sometimes they like each other's products. Go figure. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's interesting. I love this quote here in this article from Peter Harris, who's the head of government sales for Australia and the Pacific, presumably for Airbus helicopters. He says here that Airbus helicopters is thrilled that Boeing and the Commonwealth of Australia have demonstrated their confidence in our product by accepting the first EC-135 T2 Plus on time and on budget, blah, 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 blah. Well, I'll tell you what, Grant, I bet he's really thrilled that uh, Boeing is buying their helicopters. I guess Boeing may be wondering why did they uh, sell off the McDonnell Douglas helicopter line when they bought so many different uh, McDonnell Douglas aircraft when they bought that company, but or rather when McDonnell Douglas leveraged Boeing to buy them. But we won't go there. No, not yet. Well, we'll talk about another one of those products in just a sec. But I must say, Grant, just looking at this, uh, this picture here, and we'll put a link in the show notes, folks, a very cool color scheme, black and yellow. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like anything like bumblebees, wasps, watch out, avoid. Yes. Okay. Now let's talk about another Boeing product that, well, at least was designed, we reckon, by McDonnell Douglas and that's C-17s. And uh, Grant, another C-17 has arrived in Australia and it's the seventh airframe, in fact, for the Royal Australian Air Force. But I tell you what, they really had the checkbook out this week. Oh, they certainly did, mate. That or else all those prepayments are finally coming through for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, basically the seventh of eight, yes, a whole eight. Yeah, okay, stop laughing, David. David, stop laughing. <clears throat> yes, our seventh of eight C-17 Globemasters has now arrived. And uh, as I've said a couple of times, it's getting pretty crowded up at Amberley. The other thing about the seventh aircraft arriving, it was apparently the fastest delivery of an Australian C-17. Uh, from, this, from the approval and the signing to the arrival was the, the shortest time ever. And I think a big factor that played a role in that was that it was one of the whitetails sitting at the Boeing plant waiting to be sold. Yeah, and according to this article that we're reading here about this, in fact, uh, there's only one of those whitetails left unsold. Now, uh, there was a lot of speculation Grant around that uh, New Zealand might purchase one or two of these white tails. I'd say if there's only one left now, that's probably pretty unlikely. As, as we've been saying, unless New Zealand buys it and, and gets the Aussies to operate it or puts their crews in with the Aussies to train and run and does all the maintenance over there. But yeah, well, you could almost, New Zealand could almost buy it, have it based in Australia and just have one of the Aussie C-17s on permanent rotation in New Zealand. That could work. Yes, Grant, that would be a rather uh, cool thing. And, you know, it would be good because there's a lot of, uh, you know, regional humanitarian response that goes on with uh, with our military forces out here, Australia and New Zealand. So, yeah, that, that probably wouldn't be such a bad idea. Now, Grant, just a couple of throwaways uh, before we finish up this week. Um, Qantas, it says here in this article, their uh, pilots have approved, their long-haul pilots, in fact, have approved a new wage deal. Just everything's just going along so harmoniously over there at the uh, the flying kangaroo at the moment. Yeah, that means something's about to go wrong, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, AI. Australian and International Pilots Association President Qantas Pilot Nathan Safe. What a name, Nathan Safe. How cool is that? He said the Enterprise Agreement, uh, quote, satisfies a business case for Qantas International to consider purchasing Boeing 787s with a possible entry into service as early as 2017. So, uh, you know, they are looking forward to the future there and uh, good to see that they've reached an, an agreement with their uh, pilots grant after, let's face it, a pretty tumultuous period. Uh, yeah, it's certainly good news for them, mate. But I'll tell you what, uh, it's moving on to the next story. <laughs> Bad news for the charter helicopter industry in Australia. It is facing collapse. It could be the end of the world 
as we know it for charter helicopter flights. Uh, Bronwyn Bishop, the secretary, has resigned, so no more flights and helicopters for her on the uh, on the public purse. <laughs> well, she was up until recently the Speaker of the House, in fact, and uh, you'll have to follow Australian politics folks to understand this, but uh, the Speaker of the House, a very senior Australian political uh, appointment here, um, you know, basically uh, she's been living the high life and got herself in a bit of hot water recently when she took a helicopter flight of all of about 10 minutes and uh, ran up a bill of about five or six grand and, uh, you know, just to take herself uh, to land on a golf course and do a bit of party business and, well, it didn't go down too well. So uh, anyway, she's finally, after about three weeks of uh, very uh, intense pressure, um, decided to quit. So yeah, the uh, the meme going around at the moment is that the poor old helicopter charter industry is going to go bankrupt. A very funny article here in a satirical publication called The Shovel, <laughs> theshovel.com.au. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes there. And uh, yeah, well, yeah, I guess if you don't follow Australian politics, it won't mean too much. But if you read the article, you'll still get a bit of a laugh. Well, well we sure did. There's a, there's a good way to put it. The government is saying everyone has to tighten their belts. And here's one of the senior government people jumping in a helicopter for five to $6,000 to just get from uh, Melbourne CBD down to Geelong for an, an appointment that if she had have planned a day, she could have done just like the rest of us in a car or, God forbid, in a train. So, yeah, it was um, big. <laughs> hey, hang on a minute. What's wrong with the train? Okay, so moving right along, I think that about wraps it up for this show, doesn't it, Steve? <laughs> How did you get home from work tonight, by the way, McEaron? Yeah, one of your trains, mate. <laughs> so very, very brave of you. Well, we'll be back next week unless Grant gets mugged on a train or something. Until then, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran. What do you mean get mugged on a train? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's very safe. Oh, yeah, now you got me worried. (laughs) Cheers, folks. Southern Skies. Online Media.